Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sporting 160EN podcast. Today, we are on episode 130, and I am your host, Sam Fonseca. Thank you, everyone, for coming back. And to my right, um, we have got Chris. How are you doing, man? I am doing good. Um, as Sam was just saying before we got on the pod, we got, had, honestly, an action-packed week since we last potted a week ago. So a lot of stuff to get through. So, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, and if you want to follow Chris on Twitter, is uh, that is there. Mine is here. And without further ado, we get straight on to the Twitter questions. Let me just get that up. Cool. We'll start off with uh, Nuno's question. Big fan. Thank you, Nuno, for watching the, the pod. We do appreciate it. Um, regarding the Strump kit, sad to say this is the first year of Nike. Seriously disappointed most of us, with the exception of the third kit. They're all very lame, he puts in quotations. But since they have the symbol on them, we'll still buy because we love sporting. Uh, this is, I'm not sure if you guys were talking about it last week, so I can't re- really remember when it was released. But Chris, we, we've been critiques definitely of Nike this season. What were your thoughts on the Strump kit that was released? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was exactly what was uh, expected. Um, the, the Maccabi Tel Aviv. Um, kit the metallic Maccabi Tel Aviv home kit I believe um, so I we've kind of I guess in a way known that this was going to be the strong kit since like August we just never knew if we were actually going to get it or not we just knew that if they were going to make one it was going to be this so yeah I mean it's all right it yeah it is what it is it's the problems for me uh, the back obviously is just kind of ugly um, but it, I'll be honest, in-game, when it had the sponsor, the name, and the number on it, covering up a lot of it didn't look as bad than if you have a blank kit. So honestly, if you're going to get it, maybe you get, you get a name on it, get your own name. Um, it's unfortunately not going to have a super back on it for once. I, I feel like you would want the sponsor just to cover more space up and make it look less weird. But yeah, I think a name and number wouldn't wouldn't be bad for that kit. Uh, on the front, obviously, the it's kind of whack that the, the line kind of doesn't line up with the the middle of the collar it lines up with like where one of the sides ends and then they put the shkulu like right centered on that and since obviously since we know that that's not the center of the kit you know that the shkulu is not centered you know, technically the shkulu should be more off center so yeah it's honestly it's kind of a mess but uh the second part when nuna said it's still a sporting kit um at the end of the day uh, i've seen a lot worse kits right so yeah um, I'm gonna right, I'm gonna have like a sort of controversial. But I actually really like it. It's not the best jump kit they've ever done, but I think the back, especially, is sort of. I know we've got the the other team has exactly the same like design, but it's it's sort of original to to like Portuguese football. Well, one more thing I'll add: Maccabi Tel Aviv. Every time I've seen them, they've been wearing green shorts. This kit can be worn with green shorts. I thought it looked good with black. Really like. I thought black like made it like took it to another level in my eyes. Like, and if it was green, I think this kit would have been more meh. What about what do you think? You there? <laughs> I think I think you might be frozen. Am I back? Sorry, I think my my internet went for a few. Yeah, seconds. you're back now. You're back now. Cool. So, uh, yeah. The the kit I actually I think it looks better in game than it than it did when it came out. The collar is still a bugbear and like it's, it's stupid, but 
I'm actually not against it. We won't be worrying that much anyway because it's a strength kit. It's not one that we, we use regularly. But I think I've, I've not bought a sporting kit yet just because I'm literally just waiting for Logiverde to put the badges on, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I might have to sort of like third party source it. But... Alternate, alternate plan time, yeah. Yeah, I might, I might wait till Christmas as well, just because it will be probably cheaper than if I get and get someone to buy it for me instead. So, but yeah, I think this is one I'll, I'll definitely be copying. I think the one I'm gonna get, if I were to get two, I'd get the third and the strong. I think I think they're the two nicest out of the. I'm not sure about like the Illuminous Yellow that makes you look like uh, like Brescia Dortmund. I'm not, not not still not sold on that one to be honest. That one kind of grown on me to be honest. I kind of like that one now. I could just never tell if it's bright yellow or is it bright green because in some pictures it looks like bright it's, green. It's more yellow. I'll say it's like more yellowish. It's more like electric yellow than electric green. Yeah. Uh, Richard just pretty much the same thing. It's about the, the stripe of the, the strump. That, that's the only issue I have with the kit. But, you know, it's, it's, I think one, once you see it more, you're going to get used to it. I mean, it's like the collar on the Macron kit is identical. If you can see, like, it'd be like if they just drew the line there, like you would just draw it through the center, even if the collar crosses over, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I mean, but at the same time, the back collar of the home kit and the third kit, like it's just the Nike template, the back is kind of crazy, um, but it's less noticeable. You don't think about it as much because it's on the back as opposed to right in the front, front center, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm inclined to agree. Um, Nuno asks again: um, Any particular reason that you know why VAR is used in the group stage of uh, <laughs> the Tassa de Liga? It was a, a straight robbery uh, last night, which is obviously referring to the familiar Cal game. Uh, Chris, I don't know if if you have got any got any thoughts on it, or you know why, or is it just something that? Um, well, Creator here says that it's because the stadium, some of the stadiums aren't equipped for it. What I would say to that that's incredible to me is that the Tasa de Liga is only the first and the second division clubs. Mm. The, the, those are both leagues that are fully VAR. Yeah. I do not understand what stadium they're using in the Tasa de Liga that is not able to be used with VAR. You know, there's no Campeonato Portugal teams in this competition. You know, there's no fucking sixth division teams. You know, it's only divisions one and two. So, yeah, that explanation, I'm not, that's not good enough for me. And it's fucking, we saw it in all the games, controversy. Like, this is going to be a shithouse, right? We're going to have to shithouse some PKs again. Um, so let's, let's, let's get it. <laughs> well, if we do make the final four, we know Porto's definitely not going to be there. Benfica is, is pretty, I'll, you know, they're in trouble. Before, they're in big but... trouble, but they'll watch them make it. They have to win by three and score at least two or something. Yeah, I think that that's right. But it's against, is it Covilia they're playing? They have to win by two and score at least three. Sorry, I said that backwards. Uh, yeah, against Covilia, which is a second division team. So they're not out. Create <laughs> uh, uh, say a shout out to Sam for making all the portiers crown on Twitter. I think you're knocked out for the cut. Uh, everyone was saying we would struggle this season, Europa League game, de- lack of depth, but so far we haven't uh, We haven't been hung over while our rivers choke. Can we keep it going? I will say that Porto tweet is identical from the one I did last year. And for some reason, <laughs> the one I did this week got got many meshes of hate, which I don't understand why people couldn't see it was a joke. Like, it was just so clearly. <laughs> dude, it's like, obviously, the Tasa Liga hasn't existed for 128 years, dude. Like, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was, it was funny. A lot of people <laughs> did, did see the funny side of it, including Porto. 
and Benfica fans, but some of them are just, <laughs> I don't know, just triggered. <laughs> but um, what? Let's see. Um, so, do you think we can keep the run going in terms of lack of depth? We've not really had a major injury. Pot was out for a bit, but seems to be cracking on now. Um, you know, we've not really had like one that's going to be out for a while. Do you think it's we sort of due our our injury and our sort of downfall, or do you think we can just keep it? I going? feel like Poro's escaped injury like four times somehow. Uh, so I hope he stays healthy, but I mean, he got hurt a little bit last year too. So he just feels like a player that's constantly, I feel like it's kind of also because he's just playing so hard all the time. Um, but yeah, he's always one that I worry about at least. Yeah. The game against the, the real Valens, I thought that he was out. He was going to be out for months that the landing of, of the tackle, which uh, which the the Benelux player said he apologized and said he didn't mean it, which is fair enough. You know it happens in football, but um, I, I thought Poro was going to be out for a while. Um, you know we still got some old boys in there who obviously the older you get, the 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 more injuries going to get. Fadal is probably due one. Neto as well. Remember this? They're on the I think they're both like thirty three onwards. I might be we really there. don't want to lose a uh, a center back as far as like the squad depth. You know. Yeah. <laughs> We would only lose a centre back, and I think a striker as well, because then we we are either just stuck with Paulinho or we're just stuck with Tete. And if you want to include Giovanni in that, fair enough. But I think if one of those goes down. We're already sort of bare bone at striker as we are. Getting an injury is going to make it. I mean, Tete is kind of injured a little bit. It seems like. Yeah, it was it was a game time decision, I, th- I think, and then they and he was still him. absent from training today, so. They're saying Tabata, he's questionable. Is back, though. I, I don't yeah. know if, if he can fit into sort of like a false nine or something like Jovan has. I know he's not uh, as quick as Jovan is. but There's an article yesterday or today that says Sadabia is yes. emerging as the second choice striker. So honestly, if Paulinho keeps doing or not scoring in the league, you're going to one of these games, Sadabia is going to start up top. Watch. Yeah, I think it's about Because it can't carry on forever. Like, I understand he wants to keep playing him. To try to just help him work through it, but at the end of the day, like that, you have to pull the plug at a certain point. Yeah, definitely. Um, John Senora asks Chris, "When you get rid of the red chair, Never. are you gonna like spray print, spray paint it green?" Or I've actually tried to replace it with uh with a with a black chair that I got. Um, and then I I I I didn't sit in it. And I just like got it and I like set it down, tried it out, and I was like, "This sucks." And I ended up not even not even going with it and just keeping the red one. So yeah, I've, if, if if an alternative ever crosses my path, I'll look to replace it because I I know obviously it's red. That's uh, slightly problematic, but it's just maximum comfort, man. Bruno Cavalli would be fuming with you, <laughs> dude. So many sporting players are red cleats now. It's it's sad, man. I miss the old days when uh, you had to uh, return the car that you just bought and get a new color. It was a Ferrari as well, wasn't it? Alan Ruiz and Paul Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that is funny. I, I miss those times. Um, let's go with the final tweet question we got here. And this is one I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts on. Because Vinegra has definitely, since the Ajax game, definitely looked like a second option or even a yeah. third option with, with some of the with Rez guy playing on the left in some games. Do you think he it's better to fit him in as sort of a comeback? Or do you reckon Matus Rice is... We're like he has been pretty decent in the last few games. There's no knocking knocking the guy. But what do you think is is the best option at left back? If you were the manager right now, what would you do? I mean, the problem with Vinagre is 
even as he improves, which he definitely has looked better. I thought he looked actually kind of good against Bullness, and then I thought he looked a little uh, decent-ish again uh, in this or in the in the um, Tassel League game. Why am I blanking? Femalico. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe he is uh, trending upward because I really after the Ajax game, there's really nowhere to trend. But uh, if he looked like he'd never played organized football before. <laughs> Um, just getting like picked off from like just simple long balls multiple times. Um, yeah, so he definitely has looked better. I'll, I'll, I'll agree, and it's kind of been pleasant. But at the same time, it's like we don't want to activate that clause. I don't think. I, I mean, I think I'm ready to say that I don't think we should go anywhere near that. He's unless something drastically changes because he has to be a developing young prospect. And I haven't really seen him like play at the level that we need him to be. If he's going to be like our left back of the future, 10 million, 50% of his pass. That's not what you want. And at the same time, if he plays a certain amount of games, he uh, becomes, per- he becomes permanent automatically. So like, I think we should use him as little as possible uh, and just like, you know, really pace it and really make sure we're not like hitting the 25 or whatever, 20, 30, whatever the fuck it is, because that would be really bad. I feel like, so we have to just manage his, his appearances in minutes for sure. Yeah. I think it's, it's weird because last season we didn't have any sort of play. We had Paulinho and Tete and Spora, but that was just like one position we had sort of lack, lack of form. We didn't really have like a Nuno Mendes or Poro or any of the midfielders. John Mario, we could say maybe, but he would he did his job. He was so there, but Vika fans are now turning on him, by the way. They're turning on everyone. The, the last <laughs> games has not been, been kind to them. It's, especially the the Bayern game, which I thought was like really out of like context, which like losing to Bayern 4-0 is not something I would have been like, oh, we need to make some drastic changes. Because it's Bayern. Like, of course they're gonna they're gonna beat you regardless. They beat us 100 percent Yeah, yeah. But, name um, name Pensu or like I don't even think about getting uh, blown out was the uh, like cover of recorded like that morning for a quote from Jesus. So yeah, exactly. It but, did um, not age well. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. But I'm I'm looking now and we've got a left back who's out of form who was supposed to be the big replacement for for Nuno Mendes. We've got Paulinho who's pretty much still replacing Bastos because we have not really replaced him from what two three seasons ago. We've had some somewhat good strikers but never really replaced him in terms of goal scoring but there's quite a few players um i think for dark can be included as being sort of out of four in some games but for me i think matthias rice has done okay and we're not his biggest fans but if 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 you play well then you shouldn't get dropped in my opinion the same with Braganza, i think he's he's been playing too well to drop i don't think you should drop someone just for the sake of trying to get someone else in i get the whole thing for like confidence but if Thiago Tomas come on and score a hat-trick or he played really well against the team then no I wouldn't say put Paulinho in just because he's the most expensive you want to go with who's playing well not sort of who you you sort of want to play well and I feel like Amarim's got because to be fair to Vinagre the the winger for Ajax Anthony is 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 really really good and like but the way he got skinned sort of every single possession every long ball was just must have been like definitely a knock of confidence to him so, but for me, I'd say maybe put in Matus Rice there at the moment, or um, 
or even put Nuno Santos has definitely shown that he's not the perfect solution. He's definitely a somewhat defensive liability uh, in the past couple games. Like we were riding high at first because he played really fucking phenomenal. I think it was against Aruka, Um, but I mean he can't he can't play like that every game, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and. I, th- I think Luna Santos probably with more game time will probably be a, be a bit better as well. I, I, he'd slip my True, mind. he's only ever played like four games there total, you know. He could be our sort of Cohen Traff or he was at Benfica or he could be like Bernardo Dude, Silva. we can just like, sign you know. him, bro, right now. He's a free agent. <laughs> he in <True>. shape? <laughs> I, 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 I don't think he was in shape. He would, he would obliterate his hamstring within 15 minutes of playing. <laughs> People were still like saying to get him back this summer uh, after that one good spell, which to be fair, I think he should have been resigned as well. I know we literally should have kept like he shouldn't be on the team now, but he literally should have been on the team for two years after he stopped being on it. You know, I do think he probably would have gone like so far downhill after that. He would have definitely season. gotten injured a lot, and that's what have been the end. But we definitely could have got another good season out of him, I think. Especially last year, I thought for a while, especially when we played against him, he was like his annoying self. Like, yeah, he tries so hard. <laughs> it works game. though it yeah. works all the time but um let's move on from the twitter questions i believe we wanted to get into the ag correct me if i'm wrong i've got yeah yeah i've got the i can just uh i think i've I'd... got our one here if that helps do you have my the tweet that we have okay can you zoom in a little bit uh, yeah is that the right one yep just scroll up a little bit okay yep so these are the results so uh Verandas and uh his administration secured a big a big W um at the uh the AG last Saturday. Um, you know, numbers approaching like 80-20 um basically for for in favor. So they they got a big result, big boost. Um they did what they needed to do. A lot of old heads in there with 20 votes. They they made sure they, they they did what needed to be done because they really couldn't afford a loss here. Um, so they got the job done. So I guess these are the the I guess the 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 mainline results are um, five thousand five hundred ninety four to thirteen hundred and sixty eight um, about like seven thousand total voters people, and then it's like you know forty thousand total votes if you see below, um, but there's seven thousand like actual people. Um, average votes for like the four was like 6.5, I think. And then the against was like 4.5. So yeah, I mean, it's expected. It's, it's predictable. Um, kind of shocking. This didn't happen at the first AG. They must've really poorly prepared and really underestimated the turnout and like how much support they had amongst the people that were turning out the first time, uh, no margin for error here. And they, uh, they got it done. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens now. Um, a lot of wind out of the cells of the opposition, but at the same time, um, it's all going to depend, I think, on on sporting at the moment, right? So March or April, six months from now, five months from now, a lot can change fast at this club. So I think that we all just need to remain vigilant, keep track of things, and uh, see what happens. I think that I'm going to transition now into the news that came out yesterday. Um, so they normally send the fi- final summer uh, financial results or the final you know numbers, how it affected everything, commissions, everything. Like it usually comes out in the summer, so it still yeah. hasn't been released yet. 
And for them to release it literally 24 hours after they finally just rammed their budget through, basically on the third try. This is now their third try to pass this shit. Um, not budget, I mean like um, financial results. So basically the third time trying to pass it. And then the day after to 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 release it it's just it's insulting and they make they think you're stupid i mean this should have come out in fucking august um they waited two fucking months and then they released it the day after they finally ran their shit through and what it's included in here is fucking hilarious as well um it, it means they're ashamed of this transfer it means they're ashamed of this negotiation with porto and it's it's sad, and uh, as a socio, I feel kind of insulted and feel like they think that, that we're stupid. Um, with that, let's get into what this table showed us. Um, I'm trying so- my best to zoom in, by the way, but for some <laughs> reason, it's just not wanting to play ball at the moment. Uh, it's tough. Uh, so basically, what was previously reported, it would come out through a report that uh, the Rodrigo Fernandes-Marco Cruz swap with Porto was for $4 million. Um Turns out, as a result of the literal numbers inside of Sporting, it was actually for $11 million. So Sporting sold Rodrigo Fernandes for $11 million and purchased Marco Cruz from Porto for $11 billion. Marco yeah. Cruz is the fourth most expensive signing in Sporting history. Which is also very dodgy dealings, if you look at it on paper. And I'm sure there's yeah. alerts going it, around it, like the league, like, like you probably need to look at this, but... It's super sketchy. It's a deal literally meant to inflate the club's assets. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and the, you, you've, you've seen that number, the, the graphic. It's like assets is a number, debt is a number. You subtract yeah. one from the other. If you get a negative number, you're in financial, you know, you're, you're underwater. You're, 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 we're minus 40 million. And so when you think they did this transfer, are we actually minus 50? Is it worse? You know, is it, are they just plugging holes to make it seem better on paper? That's what it seems like. So I, I think it's really, really sus here. We also know that Sarabia cost $2 million loan fee, which was the same loan fee as Hesse Rodriguez. <laughs> go. So I guess, I mean, that was never reported. They just said he was kind of included, which, I mean, I guess like when we're talking $40 million, $45 million, $7 million loan fee, what's another two? But like, I don't know. Why wouldn't they just be honest? you know, and talk about the dealings, you know, they gave seven, we paid two plus the commissions. Um, They're just never honest about this stuff. Uh, Another thing that's really dodgy. If you go down to this, the Saivas definitivas uh, further down, all the people that left on the free transfers. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot of fucking bodies that just, Sporting just has so much dead weight and like they basically just gave away all these players for free. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them are they like they have like we saw Nuno Moreira, Vizela. Like these players have value, you know? Like it, it's just sad to see that we're not able to like do anything with them. Diogo Souza, he's like, you know, he's playing in the Turkish first division. It's like he couldn't get any value for that, like. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's crazy to me, and just feels like it's just money that's just lit on fire. It's hilarious to pay commissions on, you know, deals that you're giving players away for free. So I say, well, what you're paying to get rid of this person, you know, it's it's a meme, yeah. you know. 
the ones that really in, interest me, especially in, in like the levers part, is um, Emmanuelo Fernandez because there was so much talk around him like four or five years ago, finally making that step towards the first team, and he's been decent for um, Fizella so far. I wouldn't say he's set the world on fire, but for what he was a, a free transfer for them, I think he's been he's been great. And the forty percent fee, I think, does make uh, for future fee does make sense because I feel like he's one that could follow sort of the, the same career path as like a Paulo Oliveira or doing a Duarte going into the Spanish league or going into another league and, and sort of proving their worth. Uh, one I wanted to get your opinion on is um, something that's got a lot of traction around the sporting world, and that is Luis Maximiano, who's, who obviously went to Granada, people saying one of the worst sales in sporting history. What is? What are your thoughts on it? And do you think it was a good sale? What you, do you think of the price? Or? You want to know my honest thought of it was when people were like looking at this report that came out and were like four point five million. What the fuck? The only thing that I could think of was they didn't lie about this one. Like I knew four point five million. Like this number was yeah. known. So like, as far as me being mad about that, I was just like, there's a lot of shit in here that they lied about. And that isn't even one of them. So it's really not even like top like 10 things that I'm mad about on this fucking piece of paper. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, people all retweet, um, you know, his all his saves per game and shit. He, he's putting up great numbers in Spain. He's playing well. But at the end of the day, his team's getting fucking pelted. Um, he's facing a lot of shots. They're in the relegation zone. I think his numbers are possibly being inflated. But at the end of the day, he's a good fucking keeper. But what is the market value for a backup keeper? I mean, if you would have asked me, you know, two months before we actually sold him, what we would actually get for him, I would have said probably less than that, to be honest. Um, I would have said like three. So hopefully his good play earns him that extra 500 K bonus and we get five for him. Um, And yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say about that. I only, I'm sad that he's gone, um, but I hope he doesn't get relegated because then I'll have to move again, but yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to piggyback off that and just say, people saying it's the worst deal in history. The guy never played a full season for us. He he played he played like half a season and then was replaced by a Dan. And if you're saying that you think he should have stayed instead of a Dan, then I'm sorry, you're wrong. I, I believe everyone has a right to opinion, but that's the wrong one. But um, I think, I think he, he deserved the opportunity. And I think it was good for both sides. You know, we got... 4.5 million for a keeper who definitely does have potential, but wasn't getting into the first team anytime soon. Um, and he's for the, I'd say the next two, three years, maybe. Um, the one thing I wasn't too sure on was also uh, Joel Virginia being the backup. I'm not sure how good he actually is. Like, what do you think of him recently? I actually thought he wasn't that bad. Definitely sus. You remember when he came out against Bolnitz with his chest? That yeah, was that's sus. what I was thinking. Yeah. Also, uh, the goal against Family Cone that was disallowed. He looks really bad on that play. If you go back and watch him, he does not come across good. He comes across timid, then he hesitates, and it goes past him. Then the guy scores. Uh, yeah. He looks bad on that. But at the same time, the offsides goal that they did score, he comes out well and makes a brave save. It just happens to go right to the Family Co defender. Um, so it's kind of a mixed bag. But what's his um we didn't pay a loan fee on him though right no no but there's also nothing of like a future fee from what i can see but we know uh, it definitely is it's like the same that it's like five basically i think i think it was five 
Yeah, which does annoy me because it's also like, so we sold a keeper who never plays for five million, but we're going to sign a keeper who never plays also, who right. made like a few games for Everton for the same money. It's like that's the only sort of um, problem. And, and then do we really? And then we really? We're, and then Adam plays one or two more years, and then this guy's the future. Like I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. There's another one that interested me as well, and that's Ugarte's because there were so many sort of things about how much pass did we pay for him i you know they just kind of have to say that on here um mm. but we don't actually have 100 percent of his pass yeah. um it's just like for the, the the like the the filing service the cmvm they have to say that i think um but because i literally just saw an article yesterday that we're like thinking about buying the next like 30 percent because we have like that option coming up in january i think to buy like 15 percent more or 30 percent more whatever the fuck it was um, and yeah. like sporting is obviously thinking about activating it, you know, because, you know, I think he's a he's a good player, but expensive. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if he's worth that much. I mean, probably in the future, but I mean, it's a, another deal that's like you can't really judge it until it happens, um, until like he starts to kick on. If he doesn't, then fifth from the can't get that 50% of, of, of the sale. Let's move on to the other sort of part of it. And that was some more sort of loan fees and everything. Nothing really too important in here. We've got club legend uh, Tiago Lori going. <laughs> uh, that's the wrong screen. One second. There we go. Tiago Lori going for a loan fee of barely nothing. Except Camacho. Like, I mean, I'm obviously not expecting to get huge loan fees, but there's also like no <laughs> like option to buy by the looks of it. It's just the, a loan. The, we also don't know what percent of the salary is being taken on by us versus uh staying with them i think for bataglia they're actually paying that salary shockingly um i don't know about a lot of the other ones like eduardo i'm guessing the saudis are probably paying that um like sporar like are we splitting are they covering i wouldn't be shocked if middlesbrough is covering it to be honest they got some bread yeah at least not like a, a big portion of it I, I would say. yeah yeah, but as far as like Eduardo Quaresma, even like is Sporting paying his full salary? I don't fucking know, you know. And if they were, I'm not necessarily mad about that because it's worth it for the experience. But like, there's just mm -hmm. so little transparency, you know. Yeah, um, I was also just looking at. Um, you mentioned Spora. We did have some good news. I'm not sure if you've seen. Yeah, yeah, he's actually, dude, he's he's heating up, baby. Let's go. Not <laughs> only that, his dogs are now in England. As if you follow on Instagram, you'll see. The dogs are over. I think he's got two, two of them, and yep. ever since they've come come over, I think he scored. Two I think he scored twice. So and assist, and an assist, man. He's got, sure he's, linked, he's got three. He's three. Three. Road to fifteen. Twelve to go, baby. Yeah, Honestly, he's, he's potentially on pace. Potentially on pace. Is he gonna he's, get fifteen? Oh, man, I hope he does. He needs like a game where he has a hat trick to just really get that number. That's beat. what I was gonna say. They they can. <laughs> there are games where it's like six, seven, nil, and uh, <laughs> yeah. they don't happen often. But yeah, they need to find just... one in the championship. It's like, oh, that's happened. He needs to just score a fucking uh, a poker against like Bristol Rovers and just a seven nothing explosion, like two PKs, just boost those stats. We could have had Balassi and Sporar link up at Middlesbrough if they signed Balassi. I know they should have signed Balassi, bro. He's still unsigned, I think. No, he's in Turkey. I think oh, he's, he's signed? They only won. I saw it on Instagram. They only just won their first game of the season. 
Oh it's God. November. Uh, nearly November. It's October. But he plays with, I'm not sure. I, I think he plays with. Oh, he plays Boyd for, for K Core is for. Yeah, I think he plays with like Loic Remy. He used to play for QPR back in the day in Newcastle yeah. and Chelsea. But that's all I recognize from, from, the, from his team, pretty sure. I don't think there's anyone that you can see. Yeah, God, they're in last. They have four points. They're honestly they're only five there, points. Man. They're only five points from safety, though. Like they just gotta just go on a little run and they'll be good. <laughs> I want to know if he's actually being paid like a lot for like because they they have a habit of giving players like that. I bet he's not getting money. paid that much, but he's still getting paid more than he should be for like what he's contributing. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's only a one year contract as well. So even if he does flop, he's, just he's not going to he's players. not going to League Two Turkey. I don't think. No, I mean, there's always room for him at Sporting, I'd say. Yeah. Come off the bench, a quick cameo. You know, you know how, like, this Porto B signed a Vadella and shit for, like, the B team? Oh, and yeah. they're, they're trying to sign, like, Bruno Alves? Yeah, we got to sign him for the B team. Yeah, I, I <laughs> Exclusive would not be, D- B team captain. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else regarding the accounts that you find interesting or want to take No, no, on. I think we touched on uh, all of the, uh, the the juicy stuff. Uh, if you wanted to look at that for yourself, by the way, um, I'll retweet it um, now. But it's um, at the Pina Pinto has has got like a whole list of the the photos out there. So do take a look if you're interested and want to just have a read for yourself. If you want some unbiased commentary? Feel free. But um, what part do you want to go on to? This? Do you want to go on to? Uh, there is one thing I wanted to mention because it kind of ties into this again because like what we just talked about is like sketchy agents kind of. Um, the Abdul Fatou Isahaku transfer, bro, is yes. the sussest shit of all time, bro. I literally read the transcript of an interview that his agent gave uh, like a week ago that said he's going to sign for sporting because there's like rules. His birthday is on March 8th or something. So, like, there's rules about foreign players signing. See, these rules don't exist within Europe. There's, like, exceptions. But since he's coming yeah. from Ghana, it, like, doesn't count or whatever. Um, it's not one of the countries that, like, paid their bribe to FIFA to get this rule changed. Uh, so, Ghanaian Federation, uh, bribe FIFA if you want to get on the exemplars. Um, they – so, like, he, he can't sign, I guess, until a couple months before he's 18. So, they're like, he's, like, January whatever, like, he's going to sign for sporting. Um it's been reported he was going to sign for Liverpool. They go to Sporting on loan. Was being reported that Sporting signed. So this guy is saying that Sporting is signing him, like, permanent deal. I literally read today that from a from a from a, a Twitter of a verified uh, African football uh, journalist because this is obviously one of the top prospects in all of Africa, right? right. Um, he was the top player at the U twenty African Cup of Nations. He's, he's seventeen. You know, he's a fucking he's a massive African prospect. Um, so like he's obviously his move to a European club is, is being closely followed by, you know, get uh, journalists in Africa. And, and they're like, the report is that now the transfer to sporting is off because the agent was, was double crossing people and doing all this shady shit. So now, um, the deal has fallen through. So I, I literally do not know what to believe in regards to what is actually going on with this deal. If he's coming to sporting in January, if he's coming at all, if he's coming in March, if he's coming next year, I don't fucking know, man. It's so weird. And if he does come, we had to fucking 
do some shady ass shit to make that shit happen. I was going to say, because I remember tweeting the story in must have been July or August. And I remember we got someone reply who didn't follow us. Like, I don't know how they saw it and was telling her, oh, he's gone to Liverpool or he, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was like he went to Liverpool or he stayed. Abdul Fatawu Isahaka. Yeah, that, Johnny. that one. But um, it's just, it seems shady to me. If you're going to go for all these hoops to try and sign someone, it's, it's off, it's on, he's gone somewhere else. Then to me, it's just like just leave it. He might be a good prospect, but in the day, if if you're getting all this like other baggage with the with the transfer, it's just like, is it worth it? It's, it's not gonna be like a David David Wong. Is it David Wong? David Wang? Where like he just comes and just disappears. <laughs> I, I, oh, that's, that transfer still baffles. He's not played a single professional game. He's not think. real, dude. I don't even know if he. He's like a he's like a fake passport. He's not even like a real person. I'm convinced. Show me, him him. Google, Show me a pic of him. Google. Show me a pic of him in 2021. Show me this man. Like, what's he up to? He allegedly went on loan to like a third division team and then never played. Uh, I don't know. I think man. he's got like three professional appearances to his name, and none of them happened at Sporting or Wolves. So, <laughs> I'll I type the name in now, Johnny. But, um, yeah, Richard comes up with a good point. Um, still not as weird as Befika working with an actual witch doctor from Angola a few years back. So, <laughs> I mean, there has definitely been some shady things happening in Portuguese Portuguese football, definitely. But um, this definitely wouldn't be the weirdest one if it were to happen. But who knows? Um, I think without further ado, just want to hit into the Monolens game. Yeah, let's get it. Cool. Let me bring Oh, one the... more thing. We got we got, we got the details of the Gelson deal. Basically, uh, we can recall him from loan in uh at the end of this season, I guess. Joelson, you mean? Joelson, yeah. The the oh, the, I... the young winger. I thought you said Gelson. I was like, oh, No, no. And also there was like, people were saying that Gelson Martinez is linked to sporting, but I didn't see that anywhere. I think oh, it's fake God. news. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of them like Adrian interviews where he's like, one day I will come back. Like, no <laughs> one no one asked. No one asked, mate. <laughs> Uh, let's get into this game. I'll get the goal point side up to my left. Um, team of Adan, Cuartes, Matisse Rice, Nuno Santos, Ignacio Porro, Paganza, Polina, Sarabia, Pedro Gonzalez, and Paulinho, Matheus Nunes, Diego Tomas, Ugarte, and this guy making cameos. 1 0 sporting. Um, Cuartes gets the goal. Been on top form, Cuartes, in terms of goals. You know, he got two against uh, Bajit Cash and one against Monense. Chris, what were your thoughts on the entire game and who do you think the, the best or standout player was for you? Um, so, honestly, for me, I had mixed feelings about this game. I, I honestly, like, my honest opinion is this game sucked. Um, I did not think we were decisive at all. It was another smeller from Paulinho. It's Kawats bailing us out. It's them getting a couple chances and we're kind of fortunate they didn't score uh, probably more so in the first half. It's just like this performance, it, it, it honestly, it, it would, I guess it would have felt more comfortable maybe if we scored more goals, but like for me, this performance was very unconvincing. Um, I, th I thought that Braganza was, was great. He was probably, the best player out there. Like I was thrilled that he was starting again. Um, it was a, uh, 
was a decent pot game as well. Um, he was a bright spot as well. Like it was good to see him coming back and playing well. Um, and Sarabia played well as well because he's been in a good run run of form as well. Um, so I mean, there there was definitely bright spots in this game, but it it, it definitely was sketchier than it needed to be. Um, and when you don't score more than one and these games wind down, it's it gets sketchy. Uh, it's honestly a miracle that the guy with the tattoo on his head didn't score against us. I feel like he always scores against us. He literally almost did. Dan made a great save in the first half, but yeah, for me, this, this, this performance left a lot to be desired, but I am glad that we did uh, get the three points in the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's not much, there's to, much to, to say, to say. Uh, but in, in terms of the game, I think it was a, a really bad Paulinho game. Um, yeah, I, he I missed like he three to... great chances. One of them was literally just like a one-on-one aim it to either side of the keeper and you put it wide and it's just like but i will say tiago tomas definitely get the, the lowest rating on the sport inside for goal points and the slander lives on for another day but, um, what do they give him a 5.1 paulinho was... should uh, i guess he put did other stuff besides just miss some chances so the second lowest <laughs> Tomas was paulinho then you know santos which i mean i, I think paulinho probably should have been a bit lower than 5.5 to be honest but I, I don't do the ratings, so I don't know. Yeah. But um, I wasn't really scared or worried about Marion scoring. There was that one chance you mentioned, but on top of my head, they didn't really do much with the ball. And I mean, we, we really didn't either. But like you said, Paulinho had three, four chances on his own. And I think a lot of those chances came from Braganza or come from Sarabia, who I think were the two main performers in, in the team, especially in that game. But it's just something we've all been saying for like the last four or five months is that we need to score. We need to finish. And Paulinho, someone just put in the chat, will start storing, scoring goals soon. Chris, how many times have we heard someone say that? <laughs> how many times? And it's it's October. We're three months in and we've had people saying, don't worry, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And like, respect you for thinking that. And, and, like, it, and here's the right. thing. It's not like it's not like it's one moment because like he has scored, right? He scored yeah. in the Champions League. He scored a goal in the league. It's not like we're waiting on him to just score. It's to fucking score and like keep going, dude, and get on a roll and be like a star striker. You know, it's not just oh he got one fucking one every four games is not is not a good enough rate. You know, <laughs> yeah, and like the goals he scored, like that, like there have been some bangers. So obviously, there was one against Bajitkas, which was an absolute screamer of a finesse shot, and there was one. I can't remember, it might, might be, it wasn't against Bovista, but it was against another team where he literally just fanned on the volley outside of the box and he just went top corner. But like he can score, we can see it, but it seems like he scores more of the difficult ones than he does the sort of tappings, which for a striker is just like, like, come on, like, just, just do one or the other. But um, Kawhi says this game, which seems to be a theme and definitely was a theme last season as well when we needed a goal. Captain Kawhi's came in clutch. Um, who who would you give your your man of the match to if you if you had to pick? I think it would have to be Bragança. I mean, he obviously had that highlight reel. Do you remember the highlight reel backfield? But like, it just felt like he was driving our or he was driving our offense. Um, Pelinga after the yellow felt really conditioned, and you can tell that he wasn't fully going in because he didn't want to get sent off. Uh, that's I think he has three already. Yeah. Definitely something to watch. Um, it's going to become a problem or we could just do what we did last year 
hope that works again but i don't think i think that i think that the uh that card might have expired <laughs> they'll find a way to just like maybe even like in two seasons they're just going to be like oh by the way that yellow card you're gonna have to serve yeah, yeah, you have to sit a game you have to sit a game <laughs> that's all it is is one game <laughs> yeah so, it's technically it was like one game maybe one day I, I think it's coming. He's definitely going to get another suspension this this season, whether it's a red or a, a second yellow or accumulation of yellows. I think it's, it's definitely bound to happen with the amount of games we have this year as well. So, But um, you gave yours to Braganza, so I'll, I'll go opposite and just give mine to Sarabia. I, I love Braganza's performance as well, but I think Sarabia was just... I think they were just both really good, and you saw it this game. Both create chances, which something we don't lack. Even with Matus Nunes, I think he creates good enough chances. It's, again, just the finishing that... Um, that lets us down, but um, I don't know if you have any more to add on on this game. No, it's just this this game is more complicated than it needs to be. Um, I I hope that we can be more efficient again because we, I mean, Besiktas was the most efficient game we've ever played. So I hope we can we can be more efficient in the league and not just win by the the margin minima in every single game, one goal. And then just they, they, like, it's just all it takes is one like fast break at the end or whatever, one weird bounce and you're dropping points. And that's just not where you want to be. We managed to do it last year, right? For a lot of those games. And we were living fucking dangerously, but was that like a once in a lifetime run? I don't know if we can just keep doing that season in and season out, winning every single game by, by only one goal. So yeah, I hope that, I hope that we can, uh, I guess, you know, do that one of these fucking games in the league. Yeah, I'm trying to find for the next game, but I don't think goal point do um ratings for Tassel. Nah, nah, you, your best bet's probably to go to zero zero. Okay. Nah, they don't do the other competitions, I don't think. They do Champions League and uh League of B win, I think. Yeah. Or they they just do they do the supercaster as well, which is weird, but um let me see if I can find it. Uh, okay but anyway i'll get into it anyway uh 2-1 result final yep. result gave at the end of the day uh we get to Cal finally breaking the streak that has lasted two seasons maybe three seasons we finally beat them not in the league though unfortunately so we still have that on our back. But um, Chris, it was uh, definitely a rotated team that we saw. Um, def definitely wasn't um, the, the best performance either. I think we can both agree. But what were your, your overall thoughts on the game? Um, yeah, I I, I, can, I have a lineup here. I can read it out. Um, yeah, go. I got Juan Virginia, Luis Neto, Gonzalo Inacio, Fidal, Esgayu. Mateus Nunes, Ugart, Vinagre, Sarabia, uh, Jovan, Nunes. Um, yeah, I mean, for a rotated squad, I actually thought another, by the way, another Jovan stinker. We could just get that out of the way. The lads, <laughs> the lads in absolute shambles. He hasn't put in a good performance since uh, like August. Uh, it's trouble. Um, at one point was rumored for, you know, headed to you know West Ham. You know, imagine if he's on that West Ham team right now, they're fucking flying. <laughs> yeah, he's he's being benched. <laughs> um so yeah, uh unfortunate. I'm glad to see he got minutes, he got in a shot, but he didn't really make the most of it and ended up subbed off, I believe. Um 
Yeah, he got subbed off in the 50th minute. Mm-hmm. Um, a game that needed that in the end ended up being a lot more complicated than it needed to be. Uh, so the the keynotes here are more complicated than it needs to be, and shocking officiating slash uh, lack of VAR. A couple PK shouts and a offsides goal were allowed. Uh, it's, here's the here's the thing, and let, I'm just gonna go right into this. Do you yeah. think I have a conspiracy theory? Do you think? So the what the first family the family going goal was scored. Uh, it was pretty late, right? Yeah, it was ninety. It was like 89, eighty nine. I thought it was like eighty eight. Okay. Do you think in that time, the ref, the linesman, because it was the same exact linesman, the same linesman that the, allowed that goal, flagged the corner kick. The corner kick goal was so much harder to see than that was. Do you think that in those? four minutes that he got radio or three minutes. He got radio that said that the, the goal that you just allowed was offsides. Like if they score another one, like disallow it or something. Cause I have a fucking conspiracy there. Cause there's just, I feel like, how did he see that dude? It's such a sea of bodies. Like I didn't even see that in real time. I was just like, fuck, we just fucking conceded. Like we just fucking blew it. Right. It, so it, sorry. My internet went again. I don't know why this is happening, but, um, I, I, I need you to repeat the question. Okay, yeah. I was just talking about how um, that I have a conspiracy theory that the ref, between allowing the offsides goal and then disallowing the other offsides goal, that he got radio from upstairs that he had just allowed an offsides goal so that the, when Family Call scored the equalizer, he just put his flag up even though he didn't know for sure because he c- couldn't allow, he didn't want the result to be tainted by his officiating errors. Yeah, respond, uh, respond to that. I, I think so. I think you're close. I think there was definitely something good on there because I, with the naked eye, with mine anyway, I I couldn't see it. And the how did he? It, yeah, the instantly. corner kick or the the yeah the second one is so much harder to see, dude. How the fuck did he see that? <laughs> Maybe the Lions just had a bet on scoring to win. I know it's. I'm glad, and in the end, the just result happened. But for the life of me, I don't know how he how he saw that and my conspiracy is that he didn't <laughs> i mean yeah it does make sense but what you were saying as well just the game being so much more complicated than it needs to be we were cruising two nil up and then sort of went just went to shit out of nowhere out of I mean, really nowhere yeah i mean for me the always dangerous like that especially against us like you've got to keep it's not like a team where you could just sort of lay back and they won't do anything because they've got some dangerous attacking options and They've just got a, a decent team, as much as I hate the team itself. But really glad for you, got it to get his, his goal, even though it was deflected. I think it's just a, a bit of a good confidence for him, especially. I think this might have been his first start for Sporting. Correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong. He might I thought he played well. I thought he played well too. I liked yeah, what def- I saw. Definitely, I thought he was probably the stand-up performer. Um, Nuno Santos as well getting a goal was was needed for his confidence as well. It was a, it's a sloppy defending, but I think a good finish nonetheless. Um, like you said, Jovan, I'm still not a fan of. It's like I, I'm really not a fan of Paulinho, Tete, or Jovan, which is really bad because if they're our three <laughs> main attacking options for striker, I mean, I think something's just got to change. If it's or Sarabia, if it's uh, Tabata, even if like stick Kawata's up front, you probably get better results. But I mean, it's just it's just difficult for. We saw our first cameo of Sarabia as the nine, so that could be something we'll be seeing in the future if Paulinho keeps sucking. Yeah, uh, I would like to see Tabata reinstated in some shape or form as well. I think 
you know, Tiago Dumas missed out on a chance to play with his injury. You know, he would have definitely started probably. Yeah, I, th- I think he was. The the rumor before the day before was that we were going to have a front three of Sarabia, uh, Sarabia, Jovan, and Tete, but didn't end up happening due to Tiago Tomas's injury. But I think Bruno's about to be unlucky because he's obviously had the injuries and he's also number seven, which also doesn't help anything. Because you're just like, oh, straight away, it's the curse, it's, it's this, it's that. But um, I don't know about you, but where would you try and fit the battery in? Would you reckon as a false nine or just keep him on the wings? Or what do, what do you think? I feel like he's the utility man. Um, should they try to make him a left back? <laughs> I, uh, truthfully, I, uh, I think he... I think he's probably best on the wing, to be honest. But I think that it is, uh, it's good to know that he can play um, in the center if need be. Uh, it would be cool if they could try to convert him into a wing back just to try to see if he could try to fill that, that left back hole in some situations. But uh, I don't think that that is... Uh, going to happen. Oh no, he's gone out again. <laughs> Take this opportunity here to update the Twitter by retweeting this. All right, just me here. Let me see if I can get this up on the screen for when he comes back. Share screen. Hello, sorry. Welcome back, bro. Really horrible. I have no idea what's happening. It worked. I was working here from in this seat from two thirty my time to eleven. Not a single issue. As soon as I finish work, it does not. It's not work. The shock is not. It's not me for once. Uh, I, I guess. Which, which Do you have anything else more on this game here? I mean, I think we basically we covered it. Uh, we can do a man of the match. Yeah, I mean. I'm going to give mine to you guys mostly for the goal, but I thought he was just just solid the whole game. Um, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to like you went the last game. I'm going to go Sarabia. Um, Ogart was good, but I thought Sarabia was good. I thought we got a decent cameo from him up top. So yeah, I think that um, it'll be interesting to see how we line up against the Guimarães. Is he going to roll with Paulinho again? We did, I guess the last thing we touched on, we did get it probably because of the TT injury, an unexpected 20-minute cameo from Paulinho, which mm-hmm. resulted in about you know six failed passes, and that was about it. That was his contribution. <laughs> what did you think of yeah. the 20-minute Paulinho cameo? If, if Goldpoint did the ratings, then I think he probably would have been like a, like a four. I really don't think he was. <laughs> in only 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah, yeah 4.6. Yeah. 
he's definitely not one to bring off the bench. I think he's he's not like a Jovan where you, if you need a goal, like I'll give Jovan credit off the bench. He's usually pretty good. But someone like Paulinho, I don't think he's suited to being off the bench, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. I think I think that's it. Unless you have have anything else to to cover. I I got the Moldy ads we can run through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Because we've had a uh, kind of exciting, you know, at least European performance for sporting in some sports where we're not, you know, we haven't haven't always performed mainly basketball. Um, so I guess we'll just get into the B team. Uh, B team lost 2-1 against Alverca, the same team that beat us in the test of Portugal first round, uh, I think three years ago at this point. Um, so we lost again to them. Basketball, uh, one for the league, 71-68 against uh, Club Desportivo Povoa. Um, it's a pretty close league game for Sporting. Sporting was actually losing a lot of points throughout that game, so they gave us a good battle, um, a rare good league battle that's not you know one of the bigger clubs, so good for them. And then we absolutely battered uh, Greek club Ioneco, set 87-54 for the FIBA Europe Cup. So we are now 2-1 and one in FIBA Europe Cup and second place in our group. So would be crazy if we could get out of the group. So, yeah, hopefully basketball keeps it rolling. They're winning the home games, which is important. Um, so, yeah, handball, uh, 42-36 win against uh, Gaia for the league, and then 37-23 win against Tabatanya, which is a Hungarian club, I believe, for EHFEL European League. So um, we are 2-0 in that as well, top of our group. Probably won't end up finishing in the top of their group, but um, we'll uh, we'll take it for now. Um, U23, uh, two games, 2-1 loss to Benfica, and 1-1 tie against Maritimu. Um, futsal, um, 4-2 loss against Fundel. Lost our first game of the season. Um, unfortunate. Um, I think Fundel is usually pretty good. Um, so... It's the the squad is definitely being stretched thin um, with all the games they've been playing um, at the start of the season because they now they have Europe as well. Um, so I can get right into that. They played their first game yesterday and their second game today, and they actually advanced. Um, they're already through with one game to spare, which I think is uh, I don't think it's tomorrow because I don't think they have three games in a row. I think it's Saturday. I think they can kind of roll out whatever lineup they want because they're already through. So they beat ACCS, which is that French team that got relegated that Ricardinho is on. Ricardinho did not play, but they won 4 3. We were down three, or it was 2 1 with 10 minutes left, and it finished 4 3 sporting. So wild game. Merlin popped off, and he popped off again today in our 8 1 win against MFC at Ryu. Um, I don't know what country they're from, unfortunately. Sorry. But we beat them 8 1, spanked them, and we're through. So, the Futsal Champions League is always like a competition that we're looking to reach the uh, the final four of. So, we belong in the in the final four of that competition. So, it's good to see we're out of the group. I think Bayfica is out of the group as well. Um, and then the hockey five four win against Medellins and six three win against HC Turquell. And that is our Modley lads for the week. I didn't do volleyball. I think men and women won. I think three nothing both of them, but. If there if there's a sport that I'm consistently not covering that you want me to cover, comment or message me and I will start covering it. 
because I think I'm covering the big ones, the B team, U23, handball, basketball. There was no ladies game. So if there's like a women's sport you want me to cover, let me know and I'll, I'll be happy to. But I'm all good on my end here. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Thank you for that as always. Um, before we leave, we'll just do the two predictions. We've got two games next week. Uh, well, technically one this week, one next week. So you said already Gimmer Reigns uh, this week, and then next week we have Bajikas uh, at home. Give me your two predictions for the game and your scores. Um, Victoria Gimenez, we both had midweek games. They're coming off of a, a crazy game against Benfica. Um, uh, I think I'm going to have to go... I'm going to have to go with the win. Uh by the marge minima, obviously. So uh two one. And then for Besiktas, two nothing. I'm gonna go for three nil against Gimarines. I think, like you said, they come off a, a really big game against Benfica and it was very, very difficult for them. Um and I think we'll come off the back and just just sort of uh, beat the shit out of them, hopefully. But um and, and then Besiktas, I think that's gonna be a much difficult game. They pretty much need to win if they need to get anything, and that includes like third place. So I think it's definitely going to be a tough game. But I'm going to go one nil sporting, and hopefully Paulinho continues his his Champions League streak of scoring. I know he's he's like what the the tenth best player in like the oh, yeah or like that. yeah by by all the stats accumulated, he's you know one of the top players in the competition. So let's hope he keeps it rolling. <laughs> Yeah, and we could probably sell it for a big fee in the next summer for like I don't know forty. Years Only look at his stats in these six games. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to cover or that's about it. Uh, I think that is about it. Yeah, for me, um, I don't think I have any other bonus topics. Um, yeah, I think we think we tackled everything. Um, cool. No major wow. wars, no major controversies in the past couple of days, at least. I'm sure there'll be one soon, but uh, for the next pod. But for now, I think we're 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 clear. We just got one thing that I could just remember. This Poro tweeted a very cryptic tweet of um. Oh, and Poro broke up with his girlfriend. Also, it appears they've deleted all their images together, both of them. So I think that means they broke up. I'm not lie. She was punching. She was <laughs> definitely punching in that relationship. I'm guessing they've just known each other for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. But But um, she was living in Portugal, right? So she just bounced? Like, is she in Spain now? Who knows? The soap opera. So, like, is his cryptic tweet in regards to that? I don't know. Everyone thinks it's it's either due to that or due to a permanent deal, which I would love to see. But um, I don't know. Why Um, would that be announced in October, though? Or November, for that matter. Just because of sporting, yeah, sporting, and don't do things by the rules. Our accounts are supposed to be released since the summer, and they're they're released in October. So, yeah, who true. Knows? That is true. But uh, we will keep everyone up to date on that um, situation. Uh, again, if you do want to follow any of us on Twitter, that is uh, Chris's Twitter handle below him. That is mine as well. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We shall be back probably next week. I'm not going to give you an exact date. but uh, It'll be, be probably after week, the Besiktas game. Is the Besiktas game a Tuesday or Wednesday? Do you know off the top of your head? Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. So maybe Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday. Wednesday, and it's the late. We're kind of on a Thursday roll the past couple of weeks. So. Yeah, so we'll, we'll probably see you Thursday. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Uh, please follow us on Twitter, Spotify, Instagram, SoundCloud. Pretty much have all social medias, so just, just give us a follow on there. 
and thank you all for watching. Thank you.